135 of the Caesar Show back. Hope you guys enjoyed the start to season three, which was episode 134 two weeks ago. Obviously, it was myself and Car Kyers. We discussed and broke down a couple things that were hot in the NBA. I'm talking Dame Dallas blockbuster trade, Drew Hotte to the Celtics, DeAndre Ayton to the Blazers, Harden holding out. Could AD potentially be the face of the Lakers, the NBA players' participation po- participation policy? Emo Jimmy, Nuggets repeating, much, much, much more. Like I said, I hope you guys enjoyed that. Make sure to subscribe, share, spread the gospel on this fire content. Thanks. But before we get into today's hottest topics, ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for my boy, for my co-host, Carl Conyers. Come on, man. How you been, man? Been alive, man. It's, it's about all I got. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad that you're alive. I'm glad that you're healthy. Terrence couldn't be here yet again, but he will be on episode 136. So that is my fault. I got to hit the C, hit the confirm button with him as well, too. Um, but I hope you're watching this, Terrence. All love. Can't wait to see you next time as well, too. You ready to get into today's hottest topics, man? If this mic don't want to keep running away from me. <laughs> Mike is crazy. Mike is crazy. But... Ladies and gentlemen, um, we just witnessed a great series, and I'm talking about the WNBA Finals, man. Um, For you guys that don't know, the Las Vegas Aces two-peated and won uh, a back-to-back championships, and Aja Wilson, Asia Wilson, was the WNBA Finals MVP, racked up 24 points, 16 rebounds, and a steal, and a block to seal the deal in game four as well, too. And this is pretty interesting because I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I don't really watch too much of the WNBA. So I thought this was perfect um, to become a casual fan. And we were talking about this off air as well, too. What kind of helped was, like like Carl said, like there's a super team on each side as well, too. So to see star-studded power on both sides kind of just play at a high level was awesome. And I love that my mom freaking stays in Las Vegas, California. So I was able and I was fortunate enough. She actually hit me a couple of days before game three. I was like, hey, come to Vegas, come visit, um, see me and your brother. And let's go to game three of the WNBA finals. And the atmosphere was That's sensational. Um, kind of gave me like, it felt like I was at Cameron Indoor Stadium or at Chapel Hill. Um, it's not as, because I know with Liberty, they actually play with, uh, at Barclays Center in New York. I think so, yeah. But with the Aces, they had their own little stadium that was, like, connected to the casino and mall and whatnot. Like, it was a whole process getting in there. Mm-hmm. Not as big, but it was big enough. Um, and like I said, it was it was damn near sold out as well, too. I was just a little upset because I guess people, like, aren't too, too hip yet to the WNBA. And, and I, like, like I said, I feel like it's growing, but 
as we were, because we got there a little late because my brother was taking forever and then we were in traffic. So we got there like six minutes into the first quarter and there were people still rolling up, people um, at the concession stands. I'm like, yo, like, what y'all doing? This is a WNB, this is a finals game right now. Like, I would be glued to my seat. Um, but no, the, the atmosphere was crazy. Um, the skill level is amazing. And like I said, I, I'm definitely a fan and I definitely want to, I definitely want to, you know, see more Sparks game as well too. So I don't have a team. Obviously I'm, I'm from Virginia, but I live in LA, but I know a lot of people going to say the Sparks. I'm going to go on the bandwagon and say, I'm going to be an Aces fan moving oh, forward or, 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 or Asia Wilson fan. Um, and I was talking to Carl about this. She reminds me of a prime Chris Bosch, like. She's really tough. Can do it all. Um, but what are your thoughts on the, w- the WNBA finals, man? Um, I thought it was a great finals. Uh, the I will say I, I feel like it kind of – a lot of people who were paying attention to the, the whole season, especially the end of the season, uh-huh. felt that Asia Wilson got robbed of uh, the regular season MVP. And I think the the finals was kind of just a referendum on that to, to show that that was actually the case. Yeah. Um, She's just so dominant right now, and the, the Aces are so dominant right now. That's what's crazy is they were down two all-star, two all-NBA caliber players, mm-hmm. and they still won. So, And they were down in the second. They were down by, like, nine or ten going into the second half. So, mm-hmm. um, you yeah, know, I mean, it's just a great time for, I feel like, women's basketball in general. You have uh, Angel Reese, Caitlin Clark. Just They just played their uh, – opening game on a football field which low-key I think is dumb only because like if you're in high up in the stands you can't see but from the standpoint of they were able to sell out a football um, arena I think they said it was the highest uh, attendance for a WNBA or not WNBA but for a um, women's college basketball game so I just think it's the the sport is in a great place right now um, and then you have all these great players um, it's just really dope to see so I'm I'm happy that you know you and other people are starting to pay more attention. Uh, I'm actually so it's crazy. When I was younger, Detroit used to have a WNBA team. I didn't even know that. Yeah, and they were good. We won the the ship in I want to say '06 or '07, one of those two years. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, back especially back then, people weren't really paying attention to it as much. And I'll definitely be honest, I I wasn't, but I wasn't even paying attention. NBA back then mm-hmm. but uh so they ended up moving I forget which franchise they are now um but all that being said is I I live in LA now so I pretty much picked the Sparks because I don't have any other hometown team <laughs> <laughs> okay okay cool so you know I said that Wilson reminded me of Chris Bosch and I was talking to a few of my friends in the group chat talking about Breonna Stewart who do you think her game, if she if she was equated to an NBA player, who do you think she reminds you of? Because she does a little bit of everything. She's a Swiss Army knife. Um, I would actually say KD. See, my one of my my, my who who said that? My cousin Purvis said KD too. Especially, like I see a little bit of it, play. but I guess because she play makes some more, what she's required to do more. I didn't necessarily see it, but like, in what ways do you think she reminds you of KD? Uh, for me, it's just like watching her play. Like her her play style is very similar. Like I. Her, when she shoots the ball, like, all of that. And then it's also just the – she's kind of the long, lanky, rangy forward, um, you know, puts up 20-plus points, eight rebounds, couple of assists, steals, blocks, which is all pretty much what KD does. And then in the regular season, at least, does it in high efficiency. Postseason this year was a different story. But uh, – <laughs> which also low-key can be KD sometimes. So, 
Yeah, I don't know. For me, that's just like the closest comp that I can think of. Um, did you have someone else? You, you no, I, I was literally trying to figure it out. Um, but I think that's a good comparison as well, too. Like I said, the only thing that kind of took away from me fully being locked in with that was just because she's required to do a lot more as opposed to Katie. Or Katie, Katie does a lot, but his scoring prowess gets overshadowed over everything else. Um, but nah, nah, she's tough. She's tough. But shout out to, like I said, the Las Vegas Aces, man. Um, great, great WMA finals. And like I said, I, I hope that, you know, WNBA continues to grow. And they don't, they need bigger platforms as well, too. So, you know, ho- hopefully I'll, I'll, you know, reach out to the ones with the low followings. And maybe the ones in L.A. will be down to, you know, join on, on the pod. Skype, hop on, on the pod, and, you know, just get their perspective for sure. And just to be real quick, uh, they're cheap. Y'all, like, go to WNBA games. It's fun. It's like going to a, any other sporting event. You know, you're going to have a good time. The atmosphere is always great. And, yeah, you can get good tickets for low prices right now. With a so, low, low. You can yeah. be balling out. You know, you want to go on a date. You can get exactly, 100 level season, exactly. not pay that much. You, no feel like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I agree with that. Definitely get your tickets as well, too. Um, and I'll for sure be at, at some of the Sparks games for show. Moving on to that, into the NBA, man. We talked about James Harden last week, calling Daryl Morey a liar, X, Y, Z, figuring out if he's going to show up or not. Um, and it looks like the relationship between James Harden and Daryl Morey is beyond repair. So apparently the other day, James Harden did not show up to practice, um, and the team seemed like they were blinded by it. You know, you had Nick Nurse saying, that he expected him to come to practice, but at the end of the day, he had the mindset, if you're here, you're here. If you're not, you're not. Joel B came out and basically said, hey, um, I thought he was going to be here, but maybe something, you know, happened. <laughs> maybe he has something to do. I <laughs> maybe see he has that. something to do. <laughs> maybe he has something Other than to do. That, that's, yeah, hilarious. So, um, yeah, it's just a little crazy. And then you had, like, Brian Windhorst went on first take today and said, you know, James Hart came to the media last week, and he was talking to – all uh, the media has, and we really believed that he was going to, you know, put his pride to the side and play in X, Y, and Z, but know we know what it is. Um, he wants to get traded. The rumor was the Clippers. The rumor that the Clippers were were going to, at first, wanted to offer one, one first-round draft pick, Terrence Mann, and expiring contracts. Looks like Daryl Morey and that organization, 76ers, they wanted two first-round picks, and this, the, the Clippers the, were like, no. The second one was a pick swap, though. Pick swap? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So real quick, I just got to say, it's crazy to me. Like, I guess I can get the picks part, but Terrence, man, Mm -hmm. bro, it's like they be acting like Terrence. Terrence, man, is 27. He's 27. Niggas not realize he's not. There's no more growth potential. Terrence, man, is not about to be an all-star. He's not about to. I don't know about all-star, but I think he has the potential to be a starting caliber player. I I mean, he was. What does that mean, though? I think I think his ceiling is he can probably get you. Like sixteen to eighteen points. His ceiling. Wh- where is he? You people don't just get better at twenty seven. He hey, averaged man. eight points. A I know game this last is year. completely different. Sixteen. But you had this is different. I know it's different. Steve Nash hit his prime when he was damn near thirty. No, bro. Steve Nash was definitely still playing. Steve Nash was playing better, and you could see what he was. His if you look at his stats, they they traject that way. You mm-hmm. know, Terrence Mann is has been averaging eight nine points his whole career. Yeah, I mean, and to be fair, maybe he would be averaging more points if he didn't have to share a team with Kawhi and Paul George. Kawhi, Paul but he George, does. Russ they're came not, to the team. They're not going anywhere. 
And clearly you're not good enough to take shots away from any of those players. Mm-hmm. So, like, where is – I don't know. My, my biggest thing is really just, like, he keeps coming up in these talks and they keep saying he's off limits, he's off limits. I mean, but, but, but the, aside from that, like, who are you – because you're not going to trade a star for a star. You know what I'm saying? So who on that roster you look at him like, all right, I think they kind of have somewhat of a potential. It's probably just him or – I mean, you can kind of say Bones, but I'll probably just take him or I'll take uh, – what's his name? Um, I was on Toronto and I won the chip – helped him win the chip. Norman Powell. Like, those are the only two that I would look at. It's it's also okay to not – you know what your players are. They don't really – they don't have anybody who has any untapped potential. Like, mm-hmm. they, you know what all the players are giving you on the Clippers, and they paid for that. Like, mm-hmm. that's, that's really their idea is we put together a group of people where we know what we're getting from all these players. Mm-hmm. They're in their mid-prime-ish years. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, not, there's there is no one that they should be projecting out with on their team. Yeah. No one, no one on that team is going to do anything that surprises anybody in the next couple of years. I still, I still have faith in Terrence, man. But um, and and that that's the only I know he's twenty seven. That's the only young player that they really have. Everybody else is old as shit. Right. That's why I'm like, you might as well. Because you don't want to. Because I can see why they don't want to give him up. Because it's like, all right, we're going to have James Harden as a rental. And then if we give up our picks, what what's gonna kind of happen after there, that? It doesn't, bro. For me, it's like you're acting like not you. I'm saying like mm-hmm. the team is acting like they have any alternative. Like regardless, mm-hmm. they're gonna be fucked if this doesn't work out. They already kind of are, to be yeah. honest with you, because they have two two of the most injured stars. Yeah. But if it doesn't work out with James Harden and um, Paul George, that one draft pick is not about to change their franchise around. Yeah. Nine times out of ten. there mm-hmm. You could potentially you could have got Wimby. But, yeah. like, you know, like just the chances of, of that one pick being that consequential mm-hmm. is just so low, especially when, it, to be real, people with – and the Clippers are not known for drafting either. Yeah. You know, like they – so, I, I don't know. I I, sometimes I still wish we kept Shea. And if Paul George didn't sign that extension with OKC and Kawhi basically – did did what either LeBron did when he just went to the Lakers that first year by himself and just said fuck it, or I mean hindsight is you know stayed in Toronto then stayed in Toronto that last year then came to the Clippers like that would have been tough to see Shea as the point guard with those two as well knowing their injury history, but if you if you're the Clippers you just say fuck it and give them that pick. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I one of my um one of the pundits I talked to, I mean, I, I talked to, I wish, I listened to a lot. Uh, I, he said something I agree with is, like, these draft picks really get overrated. Mm-hmm. Like, how often, I know I, I just said this, but how often are teams really hitting on Jack draft picks? Yeah. There'd be players taking, well, I think this was, what, 2017 or 18 or something? Like, there was Dragon Bender was taken, Marquise Chris, like, all these players within, like, the top six mm-hmm. that aren't in the league anymore yeah. five years later. Yeah. So... Like, yeah, like, Shea is the only one that I can think of from the Clippers in terms of drafting that was, like, really a success. Mm-hmm. Like, they – no, they didn't even draft Zubash. The Lakers did. Yeah. Lakers did, yeah. I can't think of anybody else. And I don't even honestly remember much of their team before. I know they had Chris Paul was the last time they were – oh, Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin, yeah. That was, that was the last time that they drafted somebody good was Blake Griffin. Mm-hmm. And – Okay, a number one overall, that's the one you're kind of supposed to hit on. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I mean, like I said, it's all in. The players are older, so you kind of might as well. Um, but I guess I think 
I think what they're really doing is they're like, no one else on the market wants Harden, so why are we going to even think about giving you two first-round picks? For me, it's I get that he he has destroyed his value, like completely destroyed his value, but that's really selling low to me. Like that's that's the lowest reasonable. That's why, like Maury said, if you're not going to let me trade him for man and one first-round pick and a pick swap, then we don't need to talk. Because at a certain point, like I get all this other stuff that he he's done, yeah. But he's gonna make your team better, yeah. And so, I would do it. I I think that it's especially because that's what like to kind of to your point is they're in all in mode. It's the same w- way as like the Knicks. Warriors trading Chris Paul. I mean, trading Pool for Paul. Yeah. You know, like of course, in three even four years, like you would rather have Pool. But you have to maximize your – you've done everything else to be all in. Like, you, you can't be half in and out, basically. Yeah. No. Um, no, I agree with you as well, too. Um, either way, Joel Embiid's fucked. He's going to demand a trade. The process – I don't think he's going to demand a trade, bro. You don't? I really don't. All right. Okay. But it's okay. So, if you tra- – let's, let's play hypothetical. Let's put GM cap on. If you do trade James Harden, you're just left with Tyrese Maxey – and you're left with Joel Embiid, and then it looks like they're probably going to eventually move on from Tobias Harris. Like That's you're not going to get better. Yeah, no, I mean, it's funny. And I'm not that. saying I'm not I'm not saying I'm not saying he's going to demand a trade right now. I think he's going to play the whole year. So that's not the the, the the topic of conversation this whole year, and it's a distraction to the team and the organization. I'm saying if James Harden leaves this season by the off season, James, I mean, Joel Embiid's out of there, bro. I don't know because. One, okay, if I think is this the last year of uh Tobias Harris's contract? I can look it up. If it is, like you're gonna have hella cap space. And with Harden being gone, you're gonna have more cap space in general. Mm-hmm. So then there's the potentiality that they can bring somebody else in. <laughs> um I think there's also the fact of Especially with the East being top heavy, bro. I don't know. There's also This really is his last year of the contract, he's an unrestricted free agent. He's yeah, like thirty nine million dollars this year. They're not going to be, with or without, without James Harden, the Sixers are not going to the finals. It's crazy. They could have went to the finals last year. They just bullshitted. Could they have? I, I think if they did, if they showed up game seven, they were up 3-2, they could have closed it. I think they would have, I think they would, I think they could have beat the Miami Heat in the conference finals low key. I don't know, man. They took Boston seven games. Yeah. I mean, Boston is. That's why I can't really just fully trust Boston. Boston kind of just. I think the the East was up for grabs last year. Up for grabs? No, absolutely not. Up for grabs. We had an eight seed that made it to the finals, even though they're not the real eight seed. That's the Heat. They they just they that's you know that's one aberration. Mm -hmm. Seven through five had no chance (laughs) of making to the finals. Like, (laughs) um, yeah, no, I I just don't think. At least I'll say this: he can definitely prove me wrong. But Joel Embiid has never shown me anything in the playoffs to make me believe that he's going to lead a team to the finals. Yeah, and I don't. And you, and, and with that, James and, Harden has and definitely never shown me anything in the playoffs that makes me believe he can be a co-star getting a team to the finals. Yeah, I think James Harden is better as a third option. So with the Clippers, that would be perfect for him. He can, <laughs> he can escape all allegations. Exactly. <laughs> but no, just real quick to your to your original point, I think that uh, I I don't think I think it. It doesn't make as much sense for Embiid to be requesting a trade. At least I would, I would, if I were him, I would see what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know what we're going to do post Harden, what they're going to. Because to me, to be fair to the Sixers, they did try 
It, like you brought at the time you brought Harden in, like he was a very, very valuable asset. It's just that he turned into being James Harden again. So yeah, because it's like you can you can have him on your team, but like if Philly had a legit number two behind Embiid, with Harden being that facilitator that he is with those pieces, then yeah. But you're asking Harden to be prime Harden with Embiid? Nah, that's not gonna work. And I still think Ty- Tyrese Maxey has another level to go to, but but he's not. I think they really need a like wing? Drew Holiday or a oh, wing okay. for sure. But like neither, even say Harden were to play this year, him or Maxi are not defensive players at all. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't see Maxi. I think of course end up being a passable defensive player. Yeah, but he's never going to be like a lockdown type person. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something that they they need defense out of one of their guards. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But that's tough. Okay, so let's let's play hypotheticals again. Let's say if James Harden ends up going to the Clippers if they're healthy. Um, what is your opinion on that team? And do you see where they just say, fuck it, since it's positionless? You put, like, Kawhi at the four, PG at the three, and let Russ and Harden uh, be in the backcourt? Because you're going to need defense. Russ kind of proved, at least in the playoffs, that he was a capable defender when he wants to be. What do you do? Um, I think that Russ would. If they get Harden, the rest coming off the bench. Off the bench again. Yeah. Then you gonna accept that? I mean, he already accepted yeah, he, it with, yeah, the, he already accepted with the Lakers. It. Yeah. So I don't think that it will be too huge of a thing for him to go back to what he was doing prior. Mm-hmm. Um, I I just the biggest caveat, of course, is what you said. Like assuming they're healthy, I can't assume that. I can't even imagine that. <laughs> I've, I haven't seen that. Nobody. I feel, ba- I feel bad that. for Ty as well. <laughs> Great yeah. coach, and he's never gotten to see his team fully fully healthy. Never. So. It's it's just tough because again it's one of those things of um, when you put a bunch of, when your stars are all old those are just the risks that you take you know um, so I can't see them even if they are fully healthy I don't really know what they look like mm-hmm. playing of course like we don't even know what they would look like with Harden but I don't even know what this team really looks like mm-hmm. so I would take. A lot. I don't say a lot, but I would take like the Lakers, the Nuggets. We'll see how Chris Paul looks with the Warriors, but I feel like there's a couple teams that I would still take over them to either make it to the conference finals or finals. Yeah, and I don't blame you for that as well, too. Um, I mean, last time we did see them healthy, they got to the conference finals, but once they got there, Kawhi got hurt, so it's kind of tough to kind of see that, but top four, five team, definitely not a playing team, but like you said, uh, yeah, James Harden has a whole new dynamic. Dynamic, man. Motherfucker can shoot compared to the rest. So that would be that would be kind of dangerous. Worried about them defensively and like you said, their their age and injury history. But in a hypothetical, I, I really, really uh like that team going up against these other teams as well too. Cause they have that roster in the coaching where they can match up with anybody. But like you said, we gotta we just gotta see them string along games and be healthy when it matters the most as well, too. Um moving on from that, man. We were talking about, you know, who, what young players we want to see, who's potentially going to be rookie of the year. We're talking about Wimby and Chet. They finally got to play off against, play against each other, and they look damn good. I mean, what were your thoughts? I know it's the preseason, but what were your thoughts on actually seeing Wimby play, actually seeing Chet finally play in the NBA? Um, I think that it's clear, you know, there were comparisons between the two. I'll say this. Last time we had this, we we did our rookie of the year, and I said Scoop. 
after watching, yeah, after watching <laughs> Wimby play in preseason, bro, like, it, it, unless they really limit him, like, really say, like, don't take shots, which I can't, because they're going to, he's initiating offense, you know, like, that's really the biggest thing. So he is going to have the ball in his hands more, which is something I didn't really think he was going to. Um, but it also kind of makes sense because they don't, they have, don't a have a true point, point guard. guard. Exactly. T. Jones um, is I, but. Yeah. Eh. So uh, nah, he he looks crazy. He he really does. I wasn't watching basketball when LeBron first got in the league, but I almost imagine like that. This is what that was like. Like as you far know, as the like hype you, or just you no just specimen when you, that they when are. you see them yeah you knew I'm sure like people watching the NBA LeBron's first season knew like oh you probably didn't know he was gonna be this but you knew he was gonna be great yeah you know and I feel like that's that's really Wimby right now is. There's just, and that's the same with anybody. The injuries are the only thing that can stop him from being great. Yeah. Um, but with Chet, I think Chet also showed to me that he's going to be really good offensively already. Like, he can hit shots. He can do a lot of that stuff. He just has to add weight. That's, weight. It. that's yeah. literally it. Yeah. Same with Wimby, but Wimby it's is It's crazy because Wimby put taller. on 20 pounds, too. Yeah, like... Wimby's taller and just generally has a bigger frame, but he still needs to put on weight. But I feel like it's more evident with Chet. Like mm-hmm. He's at a point right now where he can get, get pushed around. Yeah. Um, but now they both look nice. There's a, it's a bunch of long, rangy center forwards out here. Bowl, is it, bowl, it, too. <laughs> like, is this is this where the league is heading right now, man? Uh, it looks like it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, is also dope to me because, you know, when I was growing up, the NBA was, I don't know, I don't want to say necessarily it was a, big man league but there were definitely big mans were very prominent you know like there was a lot of great centers now it's like three you know mm-hmm. so it, it would be dope to see us kind of get more back into a balance versus it kind of just being as guard oriented yeah no i like that as well too but now um like you said i like what i saw from Wimby. you can definitely tell from that first preseason game that he debuted in he gained a lot of weight um you can tell he's been working on his game in the off season. And I was trying to make a comparison with him. If you had to, like, fuse him, um, it's probably I can see KD mixed with Giannis and a little bit of Gobert. Those would be my three comparisons all in the one. What do you think? I don't know about the Gobert. I say, I only, I, I say Gobert for, for his defensive presence in the paint, protecting the rim, and he's French. <laughs> <laughs> be afraid. Well, you got me on that one. <laughs> I would, I, I definitely, I guess I, I hear you. I would, for me, I would stick closer to KD just because KD's not nearly as tall, of course, mm-hmm. but he is still like a shot blocker in the paint. Yeah. Know? Um, I just don't see him yet being, because Gobert is just, he's really big. You know, yeah. that's, that's really a big part of it. It's not even all his shot blocking. It's him keeping you out of positioning and all those other things. Yeah. Um, and then also, like, I just gave him praises, but also, I don't know, I would never want to compare Wimby to Gobert because <laughs> Gobert just gets exposed every time it actually matters. So, yeah, yeah, 40 mil, though. Yeah, but it's a lot of <laughs> – Tobias Harris is getting 40 mil. We just looked hey, it up. Man. So <laughs> your checks, Kings. Um, and I say Giannis, too. Giannis obviously started out with a f- smaller frame, but the way that – no, that like he initiates like the offense, yeah. and especially how he gets to the rim in transition, he's only going to get stronger and faster. No, you the Giannis saying? and KD, I definitely you like those two. But go yeah, there, fuck that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then who Chet remind you of KD? Porzingis, like I, I don't know. Um, Bol Bol, this like Bol Bol. Yeah, really. Okay. Like I, I don't, I don't think Chet necessarily reminds me of KD because he. 
he feels more like, and I'm sure they're probably similar heights, but Chet feels more like a center body. Um, so I don't know. Mm, interesting. OKC okay, so gonna be tough this year, bro. You think Chet's gonna definitely start? They don't. They need a big because I f- I feel like at his at his max at his ceiling, he's gonna be a power forward. Yeah, but then again, it's positionless. So, I, I mean, I, I gotta see. I gotta see how he how he pans out as far as weight goes. But I see him playing the four like Giannis, like an AD. I know AD's moved to the five as a recent, but I see him playing the four. Yeah, I don't know where uh, if he's gonna end up starting coming into the season, just because of his frame. To be honest with you, like I don't know if he's gonna necessarily provide what you would want from a big in that sense yeah when they do have Jalen Williams is of course shorter but he's a lot bigger yeah um I can't I still can't believe in the same draft they drafted two dudes with the same name <laughs> they drafted two Jalen Williamses in the same draft and oh, they're dude. both good which is crazy mm-hmm. um but yeah nah I, I I just mainly agree with what you said like the Thunder I think are going to be a problem just like the Kings were in terms of, like, when you have a young team like that that can run, has a bunch of talented players, and when a lot of the great teams right now feature a lot of old players, that's really when, you know, you start to have problems. Like when the Warriors was looking gas playing the Kings in the fucking playoffs. Mm-hmm. Or back then, <clears throat> OKC and the Spurs. <laughs> yeah, yep. Man, um, any impressions of Dame and Giannis? I know we talked about the potential of what we could – of what they could be, and obviously we saw a little glimpse of them in the limited minutes that they played. Uh, any 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 thoughts of actually kind of seeing that pick and roll, and you know, seeing the the, the attention that um, that surrounds Dame now? Like, has your opinion changed on you know your early projections of them together? Uh, I feel like I was kind of high on them to begin with, so it's it's probably more in line with that still. Uh, they were. I was watching one game and it was like they were OKC or when they played the Lakers. It was the game that Dame played well. I know he played bad in the Lakers. Lakers won that. Yeah. Um, But like they were trapping him, you know, coming, coming across the court. And it's just Giannis has never played with somebody like that. So Mm -hmm. I just feel like the the things that they're going to open up for each other uh, is already showing that it's going to be crazy. And I'll say this, like I trust now, especially also watching the Celtics play, I do think the Celtics are in my final deeper. <laughs> I think they're a deeper and better team. Yep. But I trust the st- I trust Chris Middleton, Giannis, and Dame if it's situation more than I trust. Quarter. Yeah, more than I trust anybody on that team. I can see that. So also, they got to have to play with a lead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> literally, like for some reason, Tatum Brown. Drew, Drew Holiday's, if you look at it, his shooting percentages in the playoffs are terrible. Like, his defense is always there, but I wouldn't count on him for a bucket. And then those two just are so iffy. And then I don't really know. Porzingis has never made it deep in the playoffs, so I don't really know what to expect from him. Mm-hmm. Um, but just having said all those names, like, their team is, is stacked and deep. Yeah. So. yeah. No, the only thing I'm worried about, obviously, like, OKC, their fucking freaking nature. But defensively, that's – I like I like the amount of shots that are going to be generated from Dame and Giannis with their supporting cast, but from a defensive standpoint, I think they're going to take a step back with not having Drew Holiday. But you got to take the pros with the cons. But I don't. 
I feel like Dame obviously has been playing in a smaller market and has been required to do so much. And because he's in a small market, no, no one, we only look at the stats. We don't really get to see them play, but Dame on defense might be a problem. Yeah, he all right. He's not, he's not Jordan Poole on defense. <laughs> that's real. I don't know if this is in there, but that's another thing. Like Jordan Poole just scored 40 in the, their last preseason game. And people are going, you know, saying all this stuff like, the Warriors, it was a terrible trade, terrible trade. And I'm like, it, you can, that's really what, that's what happens when you go to a bad team. Yeah, like, shots. Yes. We, we've seen him. He's, he's not in a situation preseason. with, one is preseason, and he's also in a situation with zero pressure. Mm-hmm. Zero pressure, zero expectations, and where your defense doesn't really matter, mm-hmm. as we know from watching the Wizards. So, <laughs> um, it, I just don't, I think people are going to say a lot of stuff depending on what he does this year. And like I, I did say earlier, I think, you know, in a couple of years, you would rather have pool. But uh, I just don't think it's, you know, just because he's probably about to average over 20 a game, that doesn't necessarily mean in the right now that that wasn't the best choice for them. Mm, okay. I agree with you. So Adam Silver went on ESPN first take the other day, and he was considering changes at the, to the All-Star game format. So Commissioner Adam Silver said Tuesday in a televised interview on ESPN that changes are coming to the All-Star game. And while – Stopping short of saying any decision has has been finalized, he hinted that the current format of top vote getters serving as captains and drafting their own teams may be shelved, maybe a potential return to East versus West. Um, I I like East versus West. Um, the draft is cool, you know, it gets the it gets more people viewing it and whatnot as well too. But like just last year itself, even though that it was exciting, kind of seeing them choose, um, you know from the pool, from Team LeBron and Team Giannis. I, I, we're on the West Coast, so it don't matter. But, like, people on the East Coast, like, that shit took a long-ass time. And then not only doing that, having to go back into the locker room and then change just to come back out is kind of crazy itself. Um, but I would like to see them going back to East versus West, and not even just East versus West. Take it back to the early 2000s where, depending on what team you are, you wore your home jersey. You know what I'm saying? Instead of having a uniform jersey as well, too. But what are your thoughts on, um, you know, them potentially going to East versus West? The only thing I guess I have a problem with as well, too, is the talent pool. I feel like the West is kind of stacked compared to the East. Starters will be fine. But as far as that roster spot of 6 through 12, the West overshadows them. Um, but then again, people don't really play for real. But what are your thoughts on East versus West format? Probably potentially going back. I mean, it, it- – some of these teams that have been drafted have been, you know, clearly one team was better. So yeah. I, I don't think that that's as big of an, an issue. Um, but, no, I, I like the East versus West. I think it's mm-hmm. – the, the whole draft thing was a cool novelty thing. You got more people to pay attention, I'm sure. But um, I think just, like, the tradition of it and representing your conference, I think it just kind of makes it mean more. Mm-hmm. Um, only thing I will say is, like, with the jerseys, you don't want to. You don't want that. I like the idea of That's like w- when they had all their like individual jerseys with the All Star and stuff like that. But like from a perspective of actually looking at it on the court, it's just a, like I, it looks better to have mm-hmm. two jerseys versus yeah. eighteen or whatever. How many? Thirteen, fourteen. Um, so yeah, I think it's just kind of too busy sometimes with you know, they all have a bunch of different colors and stuff like that. Okay, cool. And then uh, what about captains? care for that um, i mean i guess it doesn't matter if yeah, they're they gonna go be east, east versus, versus west. west yeah there's yeah. no 
You just know who the leading vote-getter is. Mm-hmm. Okay, or what if, maybe this is weird, what if you had your all-star captains, you had the all-star, so you had the you had the West starting five and East starting five, but you choose from the East and West in that pool as the reserves? So how exactly? So your starting five is still is going to be from the West, starting five is still going to be from the East, and but the captains get to choose the reserves on if they want them to come to the conference. You like that, or it doesn't really matter? I think at that point, too complicated. It's, well, at that point, you're just not doing. Then it's not east versus west. Yeah, you know? it's not east versus west. Yeah, you're kind of just doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that's what it. No, yeah, it's not what it is. But yeah, not. I would just be cool with them. East versus west. Yeah. And do you think there's anything that they can do? Because you get obviously you get money if you win, and and also you get to donate to the charity of your choice, um, as far as like the captains go. But is there any way to make it more competitive, taking into consideration, you know, injuries and playing for the ultimate prize, which is the NBA championship? Or maybe and maybe instead of and maybe instead of having a a time limit, maybe you just have a score to a score to play at each quarter or something like that. Isn't that what it is right now? So I think I think they just have the time limit and whoever has the most points within that quarter, it goes to the charity and then they have to reach a certain point in the fourth, a certain a number in the fourth quarter. Yeah. But how do you make it competitive? Cause it was competitive. Um, rest in peace to Kobe when Kobe passed away. And then they had that, that, that when they finally changed the format, mm-hmm. at least when it got to the fourth quarter, everyone was locked in like, oh, okay, like this is fucking cool. But like ever since then, the product's been bad. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's more of a, some a symptom of the players in the NBA today. Mm. I don't know if there's necessarily anything. There's things I guess they could do that maybe push it along a little bit, but it really is like the players themselves have to try and take it more seriously. But I just don't think that they do. Yeah, and I don't know <laughs> what it didn't make them. But yeah. you know, now they have this in-season tournament, so maybe that'll be something where mm. hopefully they put in more effort. But yeah, I. I I think, you know, you're just going to the All-Star game now to see dunks and people shooting threes from crazy places. It's not really a game. Yeah. And then let's just play hypothetical starting five. I feel like we, we're going to agree with a lot. I feel like from the East, backcourt, Donovan Mitchell, Damian Lillard, frontcourt, Giannis, Tatum, and B. Do you see any changes? I think that's pretty unanimous. Maybe... I mean, we'll see, but I think Garland could potentially start take his spot. The fans voting Gar- Garland over <laughs> over Dame or Donovan Mitchell? No, no, over over Donovan. You think the, the fan, You think the you think the fans going to take Garland over him? I think that it could be if close anything, Trey Young. I think it would be close or, enough, or even Brunson. You think Garland Brunson might because of just being in New York. New York market, yeah, yeah. But I think it could be close enough with the fan vote that the other portions of the vote, because you know, it's not all fan vote anymore. Yeah, um, could come into account. Interesting. Okay, that that's a first. I'm not. I'm, I'm just saying it's a possibility. I'm yeah. not. I'm definitely not saying like I. I think that that's the most likely outcome. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't. What all are the the? I gotta look up the guards in the East. You got Jalen Brown. You got your boy Jordan Poole. <laughs> you got Drew Holiday. You got Jalen Brunson. You got RJ Barrett. Um, RJ, did you just say RJ Barrett? Yeah, that's a, that's an option. RJ Barrett, 
James Harden, if he still stays there, Tyrese Maxey, Tyrese Halliburton, um, LaMelo Ball. Okay, Halley, I think. He's he's becoming a media darling like a Shea. Yeah, because he's really good. Mm-hmm. He's really good. I think he has a, a chance. LaMelo, I think, actually, it really, if he stays healthy, he could definitely be a starter. Yeah. Um, or Trey Young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just don't know if Donovan Mitchell. You think Don, you think Donovan Mitchell is the only replaceable starter out of the ones I listed? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then in the West, Steph, Luka, backcourt, frontcourt, Braun, KD, and then Joker? Yeah. Unanimous? That's, that's, that's it. There's, yeah. Honestly, we should mark that down. If there's anything <laughs> – Injuries, I feel like, are the only thing that can make that any different. Absolutely. Because there's just no comparison. One of my cousins was saying, like, he was going back and forth to, on AD because of the market he's in. He can see, based on how they vote uh, with the fans and then also the media, on him potentially overshadowing Joker. But I was like, nah, Joker's on another level right now. So he's definitely going to be the starting There's the no court. way – the two-time MVP, the defending finals MVP, mm. is about to not be a <laughs> not starter be a on star, the all- yeah. over because of Anthony too. Davis. I said that's that too. Not about- Anthony Davis didn't even make the all-star team last year. Now, yeah, that was, was more hurt, because right? Yeah, that was yeah. more because of injuries, but still, like, mm-hmm. that's, some, that's something I can count on yeah. is him missing X amount of games mm. and that factoring into him, his all-star thing. But there's just no way. Yeah. Also, to be real – like he, we talk about the market, and of course, Los Angeles is the biggest market outside of New York for this stuff. But there's nothing like these international players because their his entire country is going to vote for gravitation. Yeah, Zaza Pachulia was almost a starter a couple of years ago <laughs> because his whole literally like you don't like Yoki is going to have all the people in Denver plus an entire country overseas voting for him. Mm-hmm. There's just no way. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's true. We're gonna see, but then you got fucking country like China. Who most of the fans are Lakers fans, and I mean, that not about and China that. is has way more people than fucking don't, Slovenia. You know, it'd be different Serbia. if people loved AD. They don't. They love the Lakers though, but they don't love AD. You got that? <laughs> they're gonna vote for Braun. I guarantee yeah. you that. Vote for Braun. But they, they do I'm not love AD, happy. bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I agree. Luca, Steph in the backcourt, frontcourt, Braun, KD, Joker. Absolutely, yeah. that hey. would be a travesty. I, I, you couldn't. I don't think I can think of any time where, and I know he didn't win MVP last year, but he he basically did, and he won Finals MVP. I don't, I can't think of a time where someone who is coming off of a season like that, the following season, unless he completely dropped off or got injured, wasn't like an All Star starter. Wasn't Embiid not an All Star starter last year? Embiid didn't do none of the things. It's because I know what I'm saying, but like he was, but he was up. He all NBA first team. Obviously, he won the MV regular season MVP last year. But it wasn't because until KD got hurt, he became a starter because Jason Tatum took that spot. That's crazy, too. But it's because Jokic, because they're giving them basically one center spot. Mm-hmm. And Jokic is clearly the better. So that's, that's to me also the thing. You know, like, I just don't see he's the best center in the league. Mm-hmm. And it's not really close. Yeah. And there's never been a case where the best someone at their position is. I'm saying I'm starter. just talking about from the East. The East in general, like Embiid not being a starter is kind of wild. And oh. then that also brings into consideration, like, I know but it's positionless. Should we go back to the guard forward center format? I think so. But also, I think with Embiid, he's – Embiid won MVP last year because he was whining, to be fair. <laughs> you know, like he had the, – the stats were good enough. They always have the MVP fatigue with somebody who's won it multiple times. 
Um, but everyone, honestly, I think I might have been comparing this to Brianna Stewart. Like, everyone during the playoffs and after the season was over was like, he shouldn't have won MVP. Mm-hmm. So, and to be fair, he, I feel like his MVP push really became more credible towards the end of the season. That's the thing about the All-Stars is because it happens so early or like halfway through the season, it's not really indicative of how the season as a whole went. Yeah. Okay. No, I agree with that. And then my last question with this, since we're talking MVP, who's your early MVP favorite? Yoke. Again? Yeah. This year? You don't think they're going to be bored, even though he took a year off? I think that's exactly why he's going to win it. Mm. Because he took a year off, and in that year, he proved that he should have won it again. Mm. Interesting. Everyone else, like, Luka is always in there, but his team I don't think is going to be good enough. Brown is too old to me. You know, Tatum, again, like I said, I don't trust him. He could potentially do it. Uh, you don't think Tatum team too stacked for him to get it? No, because none of those other guys are – it's not the same as, like, KD and Steph, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't think none of his other players are – like, Jalen Brown is the only other all-NBA caliber player. Mm-hmm. So – I don't think that they're gonna, and there's no other generational player that's for sure on his team. So I don't think they're gonna they're gonna hold him back from anything. Um, what if, let's say, hypothetically speaking, the Warriors manage to get like a, a top three seed? You, you think Steph gets that? Steph could. I mean, Steph was in the first two months of the season last year. He was OD MVP favorites. Yeah, yeah. So that's again, that's always possible. Um, but if I just had to pick somebody, I think it's the overwhelming favorite for me right now. The Joker. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough, man. I don't know. I probably because to be real quick, I feel like Giannis and Dame take away more from each other than anybody on the Celtics do because those are two like guy alphas that could be scoring over twenty five, twenty six points a game. Mm-hmm. I wanted to actually go with Giannis, but you made a good point of them. Like the the votes are going to get split. Mm. I li- I mean I like Jokers. But I feel like they're not going to vote for him this year. So I think it's going to be someone we don't expect. And I think it's going to be like – because I remember that year that Russell Westbrook won. I think they were the five seed going up against Houston with a four seed. So I can see some goofy shit this year just out of fatigue. To, just out of fatigue and then the stackness with teams. historic shit. Yeah. Like that's, I feel like that's such an outlier. And then we also got to take into effect as well too – to be eligible for the shit anyways, you got to play a minimum of 65 games. So that's going to probably Another, erase the No one on the Clippers is, is liable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why are we talking about that, right? You know no one's going to win that shit, man. I just feel bad, bro. I really do. Because at least, like, with the Nets, you know, it happened and it's over already. The Clippers have just been trying and trying for, like, four or five years now. And it just the same thing happens Maybe they just time. curse, bro. They just curse. Uh, maybe when they finally get their new arena, things will be better. We'll see. The tickets better not be expensive. <laughs> they probably are. I'm be, I'm be mad. Uh, moving on from that, um, there was a rumor that came out that said that, you know, Miami wasn't really trying to push for Bradley Beal because they thought his value was equivalent to Tyler Heroes as well, too, and they are smoking crack. <laughs> <laughs> now, Bradley Beal's played 11 seasons. Tyler Heroes <clears throat> played four. Bradley Beal has been in the playoff only five times. Tyler Hero has been there four times. Bradley Beal has been a three-time All-Star. Tyler Hero, zero. All-NBA teams, Bradley Beal, one. Tyler Hero, zero. Points per game, Bradley Beal is 22 for his career. Tyler Hero is at 18. Um, 
Total points, Bradley Beal obviously he's played longer, but logged 15,391 points to Tyler Hero's 4,272. Why do you think that the Miami, Miami Heat organization felt like Tyler Hero had equal damn near value to Bradley Beal? I think that's more of a kind of some of the other situations we were talking about before when you weigh like a player's age into it. Mm-hmm. I think that they've already put a lot into developing him that it's not the upgrade isn't substantial enough to offset having a, a key player who could potentially get better like years down the line. Yeah. <clears throat> that's that's really it for me, I think. Um they always believe that they can do it with the guys they got, and they have been making it to the finals with the guys they got. So it's crazy because in the, the the time they went to the finals, Tyler here won't even won't even part of that at all. So you know, I mean, if it were me, I I would absolutely. I I just get. I understand their perspective. I absolutely would have traded Tyler Hero um, because did. he he hasn't shown me he can stay healthy. A, one, he hasn't shown me he can stay healthy for real, but also he can be that he reliable that, score. Yeah, he had that one game in the bubble, in the bubble, like he had like thirty-seven or something like that, and he's never really done anything like that again. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't really show signs of it. It's like you, you're twenty twenty or more in the regular season, but when we need you in the post, you're not really that. And granted, it's actually been a while since Bradley Beal has played some important postseason basketball. But when he was playing with John Wall, which crazy, it sounds like forever ago, he was playing well. Played damn so, good, yeah. Even with Russ, he played well. Yeah, they just got swept. They got swept. I mean, that team won't do shit. Yeah. <laughs> Russ also was shooting like 32% from the field, something crazy. Yeah, so y'all tripping off of that. Bradley Beal's a bucket. Sun's going to be OD. They should get the number one seed in the West if they stay relatively pretty healthy. I'm talking their big, big three playing at least 65 games. That. That shit gonna be Bradley Beal is about to have the third best defender guard him. <laughs> food, man, food, food. My only thing though is we talk about all these injuries with everybody else. KD don't play games anymore either. That's true. So how often? But his his injuries been weird, freak accidents with people running into his leg and all that bullshit. To me, that makes it worse. Yeah. When you're to me, it's like his body is getting frail. When you get when you're out for weeks off of falling in the layup line, mm-hmm. that's that bad. that shit was crazy. I forgot about the layup joint. That's bad. But the other injuries was kind of wild. Other, obviously, aside from the fucking Achilles, Achilles injury, yeah, yeah. But it but someone ran into it, his leg in the uh, when he was on the Warriors that one time, and then Jimmy Butler ran into him last time, which is crazy. I feel like it's similar to Brown. Like, of course, Brown hasn't missed as much, but. When the when the small injuries start to pile up, I mm-hmm. think it just means something about your body. Yeah. Well, good thing for him, he doesn't have to necessarily do as much. If he wanted to, he could. That's not in his nature to take a step back. I think he's still going to be. I think he gonna, who you think will be a leading scorer on that team? Book. Yeah. Book like yeah. book what like twenty seven, twenty eight k like twenty six. Bill like twenty three. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, we'll see, man. I mean. Yeah, injuries are just a huge thing, bro. That's why I don't know who yet who gonna win MVP. <laughs> like, and that's the thing. Like, I feel like there's, of course, you can always say like, you know, X has to be healthy for this to happen. But I feel like there's a lot of of contending teams where that's even more of a factor. Where mm-hmm. like you have you have reason to believe when someone's gonna get injured versus just like, well, of course, anyone can get injured. Yeah, not as facts. Okay. And then the other day, Clay Thompson um, was, I guess, they're talking about contract talks with him 
But uh, with the new GM, Mike Dunleavy, there's been no progress made and they don't want it to be a distraction. But both parties haven't agreed to anything as well, too. And this is coming off of Clay Thompson, who had ACL injury and also um, had the Achilles injury back to back. Last season played 69 games, which I didn't know. Congrats to him. Averaged 22 points per game, four rebounds, two assists, shot 44% from the field. Being a shooter, that's good. 41% from the three-point line as well, too. Do you see the Warriors, after the season's over with, or even during the season, them giving him an extension? Or is it one of those things where it's like, all right, we got rid of Jordan Poole. Our players are getting older. Um, we're going to eventually have to pay Kaminga and Moody. So, And his defense isn't what it used to be. So do you think he's going to stay there long-term, or he's going to go to another team eventually? He's. I feel like it- – He's a lifer. Especially because they traded Jordan Poole means they're keeping Klay Thompson. Mm. Um, it wouldn't make any sense to have got – it wouldn't make any sense to have gotten rid of your future if you're not at least going to keep the guys that you have around right now. Okay. Um, so, yeah, no, there's there's just no way. Klay Thompson's going to be there. And then I don't think that really – like, Kaminga might be the one who Kaminga demands might. a lot of money, but Kaminga, I don't hey, think – Kaminga might be all right this year. We're going to see. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think Moody's ever going to be – he could be a good role player, but I, I don't yeah. think that his contract, you know, like when it comes to contract extensions, I don't think his contract is going to break the bank or anything like that. Because mm-hmm. um, Wiggins making what, like, damn near almost 30 mil, Draymond 30 mil, Steph, what, damn near 50 mil, Clay getting paid like 40 mil this year, too. Yeah. Chris Paul getting paid 30 mil. Obviously, he's probably going to be there for you, or he may take a pay cut next year, but you, gonna, you can't have all of them now with the new CBA, so they're going to have to definitely make a choice. Do you go after the name or do you go after what's promising? You know, and that's why I say promising with the rehab of Wiggins and then Kaminga potentially. <clears throat> I don't know. I think, well, one, Draymond still has a, to, to re-sign, doesn't he? I think he just signed a contract this offseason. Did he? I, I think so, right? I think he got paid this year. I think Draymond Green got a new contract, right? $100 million contract that goes on until 26, 27. I want to say he did. I think it was a four-year $100 million contract. Oh, okay. Contract. Well, then that's that's actually really good, though. That's only $25 million a year Yeah. Um, for a player of, like, that caliber. Mm-hmm. So I think that their guys, like, of course, Steph is going to stay on the max, but Draymond's taking a pay cut. We'll see what Wiggins' future is. I think he only has, what, two more years left on his deal? Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, no, I just think they're keeping Clay. I think that's really the bottom line. Like they'll figure all the other well, stuff he's out. For a while. I I don't think that the Warriors, to be to be honest with you, in general, have done an amazing job with managing their team and all that. So I don't know what the future is going to hold for them. But I do know that Clay Thompson is going to part be of that there. future. Yeah. Okay. Like I would think if he don't go, he's gonna end up in like Charlotte or some shit. Charlotte? Oh, that no way. Because I don't know There's what's gonna no happen way. with Bridges. They got the money. No, there's no way. And they want to, they gonna want a brand name. So I, I mean, that's would, my that's my dark horse. They would they would do a, a sign and trade to get him somewhere to a contender Contending versus team? letting him. Yeah, there's you no think way. He, you don't think he's gonna be like Tony Parker and like fucking take me to Charlotte? No. I just want to play. Absolutely not. Because <laughs> it's like, what position are you gonna put? Obviously, he's always gonna be a fucking third offense. But like, he was the reason why Clay became a house on the outside of the shooting was his defense was all NBA tier. Now he can't guard shit. So like, do you move him to the four? Like, how do you also Tony Parker left because he was about to get benched. 
over Dejounte Murray. Yeah, he was he was there having a whole issue. I feel like that was that was bigger than just you know, um, and he was the last one as well. Yeah, there was no none of none of the none of the players that he had won with were still there. Versus, I can't. I honestly, I don't see Clay outlasting Steph. Yeah. Um. Fuck no. Yeah, which is crazy, but uh, you know. Wait, what was the last thing? I was just saying Dark Horse, he's going to Charlotte. Oh, you say he's yeah. going to contend a team. Yeah, there's just there's no way. Because Charlotte is a pit. It's one of those same with like the Timberwolves. I feel like you certain franchises. So you think you think Clay will go to a contending team as opposed to if Charlotte just said on some Fred Van Vliet shit, we just gonna throw you the fucking bag. Yes, because he's not Fred Van Fleet. <laughs> Fred Van Fleet is not gonna show up on anyone's all time list of mm-hmm. players, you know. Yeah. We'll remember Fred Van Fleet because he mm-hmm. was a good player, but he's not a generational. Yeah, you're right. It would have to be a silent trade because if, yeah. if I want Clay on a contending team at this age, knowing what he can still provide for you, I'm not giving him that like crazy bread like that. And I think the, the signing trade makes more sense in terms of it also, of course, gives the Warriors something in return. Like, I think. But wait, who are you giving up on a contending team to, for him to go to a contending team? I'm sure there's a lot. Terrence, man, you know, like there's there's a lot of there's a lot of players that I feel like you could get with some draft picks because the thing with the sign and trade is you're not really getting equal value. <laughs> you're not really getting equal value. The the team is just like okay, we're you're helping us facilitate this, so we'll give you a little something. Christ. But <laughs> no, no, that's crazy, brother. That's crazy. Um, let's go by. I, we I had a conversation with a few of my friends outside of this. Got two more topics left, but best players at each position. So I'm going to say, I'm going to give mine, you give yours. We're going to go through the, I know it's position list, but we're going to see point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward center. Best position at point guard, Steph Curry. Do you agree or disagree? Best point guard? Best point guard in the NBA right now. Who are you going with? You going with Steph? Yeah. Okay. Best shooting guard. I'm going with D-Book. Who are you going with? And a lot of people also like this too. Sorry for butting in. We were making arguments. Oh, Kyrie's a two now. This and this and that. Like, I don't know sometimes with this position. Sometimes I go off of who you're guarding. Also, too, on the defensive end. But at the two guard, I'm going to go with Book. Yeah. If we, like, really just strictly going two guards, I don't. Two guard is weak. It's really been weak. Wow. Yeah, because you got Jalen Brown, you got uh, you got Donovan Mitchell, you got um, and it's weird too because on the Clippers, Paul Gore, Paul George, even though he's six seven, six eight, he plays, he plays the two. Yeah. So I don't. I, it's so weird. So that's just because they want quiet the three. At the three, yeah. But, but who are you going with at the two? I guess by default, but yeah. Okay. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Who you got at the three? That's where it starts to get. Tough, cause K- to me, KD plays the four now. Really? Hmm. Yes. Okay, if that's the case, then I'm taking Bron. You taking three. Bron at the three taking right Bron. now? Who else? Are we, who are you about to take? I was gonna take. You already know I'm biased. I was Tatum? thinking of that motherfucker right there, but probably Tatum. I I still, if we're in the playoffs, mm-hmm. to me, there's a measure of your of you as a player. Yeah, I'm a hundred times out of a hundred taking LeBron over Jason Tatum right now. He even he even proved it to me in these last playoffs. He played way better. Like it's just the, the team wasn't as great, mm-hmm. um, and they they played a superior team. 
But he played uh, great too against the Miami. He fucked up his ankle game seven. But uh, he had a he had a great playoff run. Obviously, I mean, if if we're gonna talk about the finals, yes, first time there and whatnot. But regular season and then regular season going into postseason, up until that injury, I think Tatum played some damn good basketball. Yeah, for sure. But you taking you taking at 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 almost age forty, you taking LeBron James at the three. Absolutely. And then and then for me, it's like is LeBron James a point guard or not? See, this is why it's weird. But you're taking LeBron James. Yes. At the three. Okay. At the four, I'm taking Giannis. At of course, five, at I'm the four, we're taking Giannis. So we agree to that. Yeah. And then five, Joker. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. okay. I thought you were going to put KD nah, over I Giannis. I just I assume that. Can't do that. But you're going with Giannis. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And let's do over-under before we end this. Uh, there's a couple predictions for teams on what their record is going to be like by the time the season ends. I guess. Let me see here. So the Hawks are projected to win 43 games. So they're going to be 43 and 39. Obviously, they got Quinn Snyder as a coach now who uh, got signed there late, show promises. You agree with that? Over or under? The Hawks are so weird to me because they they won 50 games like two years ago and then have the same team and are just have been mediocre ever since. Mm-hmm. I do think that, honestly, getting rid of John Collins will help them. So I'm going to go over. Just because they should, they should be, yeah, they should be better than that, especially in the Eastern Conference, right? Yeah. Okay. I'll say. Yeah, I say over. I see them being like forty-four and thirty-eight. Okay. Um. Okay, I think I had that wrong actually. So I think it was forty over under forty-one and a half. That's disgusting. Because last year they're fifty-two and thirty-eight. Oh, gotcha. Okay, so Boston this year supposed to win fifty-four and a half games. I'm gonna say over sixty. Over for sure. Yeah, they're going to be a really good team. They're actually going to be OD. They're going to be a really good regular season team for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, you got over? Yeah. Okay. Brooklyn Brooklyn Nets, 37 and a half wins. Under. They suck. <laughs> the Nets suck, bro. They shouldn't even. Even with Ben Simmons playoffs. back, boy? Nets Come on, suck. man. I, ben Simmons? I do, I do think Ben Simmons is going to have a uh, uh, comeback year. Their defense going to be crazy. Whatever that means for him. Because to be fair, Ben peak Ben Simmons was still like 16, 17 points a game. That's all they need. But, yeah. <laughs> you got Ben on defense with Bridges, Dorian Finney-Smith. You got Clax, who can, is one of the best rim protectors. Cam Johnson. That team going to be nice defensively. I think they can win Did you, just na- you named Cam Johnson and said defense right after? He, play, he played pretty solid defense last year. He ain't played pretty oh, solid You know defense? what? I'm thinking of Cam Thomas. Okay. No. I'm thinking six of Cam man, Thomas. I was about man. to say. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. A light skin nigga. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot but they got I, multiple I got, cams. I got, them, I got them winning. I think that's 37 and a half. I got them winning 40, 42 games. I got them being 40, 41 and 41. Do you know what their record was like last year after all those trades? It was bad. It was bad? I ain't even got to look it up. It was bad. And this is the same team. They didn't have nobody. Like I said, Ben, ben Simmons in out the lineup. Jacques Vaughn's Jacques Vaughn had to pick up the pieces. They they got new pieces. They're I just not a, to me. They're yeah, they're just not a good team. I can see they're them. Not, I, I can see them low key having a better record than the Hawks. Maybe I'm tripping. I uh, yeah, I don't think they're gonna have a better record than the Hawks. No, okay. They don't have any like yeah, Bridges was scoring for them, but they don't have a go to person on that team. Yeah, okay. Charlotte Hornets. Over under 
I'm be you real. Love, I wanna, you love I your boy Lamelo. I want to say under because they suck. Oh. But maybe getting out from the thumb of Michael Jordan will <laughs> change something. I don't actually no. I don't think so because they uh, this off season they just have had even more problems. They still for some reason want to have Miles Bridges on their team. Uh, they just had to waive uh, Kai Jones. I don't know what they got going on. Uh, but I uh, if Lamelo's healthy all year, then he himself will. They, they'll win 30 games, so I think that'd be over. Mm, okay. Okay. I, yeah, I think they probably won like 33 games or some shit like that. And then hopefully they can, they need like a, another like crazy two-way wing to pair with Brandon Miller. And then, or, or if they can get like a nice ass big, that would be fucking tough in the draft. You were talking about the Chicago Bulls being ass earlier, over under 36 and a half. Under. Me too. And I think, they're star players right now. They're probably going to get traded at some point, I think, by the deadline. Cleveland Cavaliers, over under 50 and a half. Over. Say like 52? Yeah, I think 52 they're, and 30? They're oh. going to be in the 50s for sure. Yeah, for sure. And they're I know injuries is a lot, but they're, they're role players and they're, they're star players. They're relatively pretty fucking healthy, too. Yeah, I don't say they don't really have any injury prone players. Yeah. Over under, Dallas Mavericks, 44 and a half. They honestly, the Mavericks are like the biggest enigma of this season for me. Probably, I really that roster's like, trash, bro. I really don't know. But it's, the crazy thing is, to me, I don't, I can't say that it's worse than when they were winning more games. Well, Brunson so, back in the day, or yeah, like I, mm-hmm. I, I don't think that it's objectively worse than than some of these recent rosters where he was still getting them into the playoffs and. But the, the did, and the West just got better. West is deep. Yeah, but. Um, I don't know. That, that's just to say, I, I really, I guess if I'm going to say over because I want them to finish over, but I'm <laughs> not super confident about I, it. I'll, I'll go over. Denver Nuggets, 53 and a half, over, under. Over? I don't necessarily, though, see them going crazy. I think that they're just going to kind of cruise through the year. Like some of those, there's sometimes where like LeBron's, Cavs teams weren't necessarily the first seed. Like, for instance, I know, like, the Hawks were first seed one year, stuff like that, mm-hmm. but you still kind of knew, like... When it's all said, no, we don't see the last man standing. Yeah. I say 50, so I say under. I say under. I think Joker's going to get... More. They're going to find a way around the loophole for Murray to get a little bit more rest. Um, Your Pistons, over, under, 28 and a half. I say they went 30, over. Yeah, I think we could get 30. Okay. Golden State Warriors over under forty and a half. Over. I think they're a fifty win team this year. Yeah, I have to agree with you. They won forty two last year. Yeah, I think so. And that's dealing with a whole bunch of BS. Andrew Wiggins been played most. Andrew Wiggins was out half more than half the year. Okay. Yeah. Over under Houston Rockets thirty one and a half. I'm had to go under. Some some of these teams are gonna have to be bad. Like just to be real, like there's with gonna the be addition teams. of Dylan Brooks, they got Amy Udoka, Sengun's improved, Green's gotten better. You got Fred Van Fleet. Oh oh man, <laughs> they got Dylan Brooks. You know what? Dylan Brooks. <laughs> hey, chalk him up for forty wins. No, Go I, international I, player boy. Him and Dennis Shooter. I uh, I I can't imagine Dylan Brooks, and he might prove me wrong. He might absolutely do that, but I can't imagine him raising their ceiling. I think that they're still also like they got those guys to provide some veteran leadership and some depth and have some guys who can like go and do stuff like to me, like 
and they're better than that. But it's almost like I don't know if you know the, the Pistons had like Alec Burks and stuff, and they just and Bogdanovich. You know, mm-hmm. like you get these veterans who you know are going to give you X amount of points, do this X amount of defense. But it's still all about the young players, and unless Jalen Green and Jabari Smith take a huge leap, which they, which they might. Um, I just think they have a lot that they're trying to figure out, and they're just going to be playing a lot of guys. Okay. Pacers over under 37 and a half. Over. I like their team. All right. They were good. Yeah, they were good when Tyrese Halliburton was healthy. He just missed a lot of games. Yeah, they'll go over. (laughs) The team you hate. Los Angeles Clippers over under 46 and a half. I think with Ty and even even when they've been injured, they always win 50 or a little under 50 games low-key. So I'll go over 46 and a half. Last year they won 47 games with these two niggas not being in the rotation consistently. Under. Under? Yeah. You want to make a bet? I lost. I lose, um, I lose all my bets with Terrence. You want to make a bet? I would never bet on the Clippers. So you want to There's some of these other teams we could we could do something on, but there. This is to me. You like, want to bet with this one? No, absolutely not. They gonna win over 50, 46. I also have no clue. Like I don't know if they about to get James Harden. I don't know what their team is about <laughs> to look like. I don't know who's gonna play, who's not gonna play. Okay, uh, Lakers over under forty seven half. I got over over fifty one team. Yeah, yeah. They tripping. Memphis Grizzly no job for the first half. Over under forty six and a half. They got a great winning record without him. Obviously, they lost some pieces in your boy Dylan Brooks, but they got Marcus Martin, veteran leader. Um, Derrick Rose, so we hope JJJ and Desmond Bain can take that next leap. Obviously, Steven Adams was in and out that lineup all year long, and then uh, they lost homie who messed up his foot. Brandon Clark or some shit, what's his name? He's still on the team. I, th- I, th- I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, he just he tore his Achilles. Tore his Achilles, okay. So he might not be back for like halfway through the year or yeah. something like that, but. I don't even know about the Grizzlies again, too, but I'm gonna have to go over. I need to when we we should be we should have been marking these down because mm-hmm. I want to look at how many 50 win teams we saying because yeah. everybody can't win 50 games. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm gonna say under with them. I think this is a lost season for them. Miami Heat over under 40 and a half. I say under. Last year they played. Last year they won 50. Yeah. They won 50. No, no, no. I think that's. Oh. I think that's what they want them to have. Yeah, we're gonna stick with that one. Over, <coughs> under, under. I don't um, think their team is as good. Yeah, I don't. You know that, and when they get to the playoffs, that might not mean anything. But regular season wise, I'll say under. Bucks over under fifty three and a half. Over, over for sure. Minnesota over under forty four and a half. Under, under. I'm. And Minnesota traded a million picks and a bunch of players for Rudy Gobert. Yeah, and. I just no, yeah, no. I, okay. Timberwolves suck. Pelicans over under forty four and a half. I think it could be a over, over. Over. It depends on Zion though. Yeah. Okay. Your Knicks. I'm kidding. Fine. <laughs> over Knicks. under forty four and a half. In the East, I could give them over. They could win like forty eight, something like that. I can see forty eight and thirty four. OKC over under forty four and a half. That's a that's a tough one right there. I'm gonna say under just because it's so it's so stacked in the West. See, so yeah, I can say under like 42 and 40, or like 41, 41. A lot of close games, yeah. Okay. Orlando Magic, who could have potential in the future to be OKC size-wise. Over under 36, I got under. It's the East, though. Over, but not much. I think they still finish less than 40 wins. 76 is over under 49 and a half, under. Under. 
<laughs> almost done here. Phoenix Suns over under 52 and a half. Over? Oh, I got over. Yeah. Okay. Portland Trailblazers. <laughs> they ain't even give them. They ain't even give them nothing. That must have been before the trade, maybe. <laughs> okay. Kings over under 44 and a half. I got over. over yeah. Okay. San Antonio Spurs over under 20 and a half. Over. Over 28 games? They, you think they win? I think Wimby can get you to 30. 30? Okay. All right. I say under. Raptors 36 and a half over under. Under. Under two. Raptors suck. <laughs> Utah over under 35 and a half. Over. Me too. Peyton's Wizards. Jesus, over 24. Under 24 Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I think they can win over 24 games. Hey, bro, it was definitely some teams on here that are worse than them, and they ain't giving them 24. That's crazy. I'm going to give them over. That, yeah, that. That's crazy. That's nasty, brother. That's nasty. Okay. Real rapper cap. I forgot about the real rapper cap. OKC will make the playoffs this year. They were close last year. Real rap. Just I think the play-in can get them there. Okay. Okay. Real rapper cap. Jordan Poole will make an all-star this year. Hell no. <laughs> His team has to be good, and they're not going to be good. Bradley Beal was averaging 30 and didn't make the all-star team on this same Wizards team. That's actually wild. And Porzingis had a great year, too. Yeah, you're not. Your team can't be trash unless you're like what, like, Kevin Love was good for so long on bad teams that they were finally like, okay, bet. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, no. Nah, not definitely not in your first year of being on a bad team and putting up a lot of points. Okay. Real rapper cap. Olympic Mello will come back next year. For Real the quick, I think, I think he might be able to win most improved, though. Uh, Jordan Poole? Mm-hmm. I can see that. Let me think. I don't see why not. He's going to have his, his team now, so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Real rapper Cap. <laughs> Carmelo Anthony will return and be a part of Team USA for next year. Cap. Bro. I'm sorry. My boy sent me this. <laughs> Melo is not coming back. They're, first of all, they're not going to ask Melo back, so this is past that. Real rapper Cap, Dwight Howard and DeMarcus Cousins will find their way on the NBA team before the season's over. Even if it's for a 10-day contract. Dwight, I feel like, is more – the NBA is just out on boogie. I think that he could – he still could still play. Playing. Absolutely yeah, he could. But I think it's it's becomes more of the – The narrative the, behind him. The stuff that's honestly starting to creep into James Harden's career, you know. Um, there's just not – we're not worth – we're not willing to deal with it for what the returns might be. That's crazy because I feel like with Denver, I don't know what happened behind closed door, but when he had he his stint hooping. with Denver, played yeah. formidable minutes when Joker was out, you didn't really hear anything. And then even with the Clippers, played formidable minutes, and you didn't hear anything. So that's just wild because you're still skilled enough to at least get your 10 to 15. Yep. But who knows? Any last words for episode 135? Oh, man, season about to start next week, you know? I'm just hyped. That's also something I want to talk about. Okay. Um, I think open night. We just talk about open night. You can give you a quick predictions on that. Um, the Nuggets play the Lakers, I believe. Let me see. Open night, NBA. Okay. Yeah. Nuggets play the Lakers. Who you got? Nuggets get their ring. AD obviously media day was saying like we we've been circling this game we know what's up I got I got the Lakers beating them on the road. It's tough because that's this first game, 
Especially when it's then again, game. first game LeBron playoffs. be bullshitting. Yeah, but uh, but that team, I like. I really like this Lakers team, though, man. To me, it's not even going to be what team is necessarily better because I think there's so many other things that come into play on opening night. Oh yeah, especially when it's opening night um, versus a team that you just that you just beat or beat you in the playoffs. Uh, so I think that just because of all of that, the Lakers are probably going to win. But okay. I don't think that's going to mean they're a better team. Okay, and then Phoenix versus Golden State. Golden State. I think Steph going to go crazy. I that I do think. Nah, Phoenix, bro. I got Phoenix. Right. But we're going to see. It's, it's going to be a good game. And they, don't last, have, they don't have nobody to contain him. Who, Steph? Yeah. They don't got no one to contain the, their big three, too. The they, Suns. they have the – at least like Wiggins, like they have they have some defensive players. They don't have no defensive guards. Yeah, because okay, I'm assuming Draymond's not playing, right? He's I think still, he is. his foot still hurt or not? I'm, I'm not sure. Because if it's not, it's probably going to be Steph, Clay, Kaminga, Wiggins, and Looney. Mm-hmm. Who you putting on? Who you putting on? Katie Wiggins? Well, I guess I was. Um, I don't know about Draymond yet, so I, I was assuming Draymond is playing. So like, I don't that's, think he's playing. I don't the, think Draymond is playing. I think he's still hurt. We'll see. But if he doesn't play, um, if he doesn't play, that definitely changes things. I, yeah. I, I would I would probably pick more of the the Suns. But if the okay. if it's a fully healthy team, yeah, you putting Draymond on KD, you putting Wiggins on Book, and then you deal with Booker. But that's you at least have. Someone to put on two of their stars Make versus it tough for them, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> cool. Any closing remarks for episode one thirty five? Nah, man. All right. Well, that's it, man. Ladies and gentlemen, that was episode one hundred and thirty five, season three of the Caesars Show. Appreciate you paying for being behind the scenes and always putting in that work. Always. Make sure to subscribe on all forms of social media at the Caesars Show at Sir Caesars at Carl Kyers at Terrence Whaley underscore we out.